CJ Peterson, and welcome to The Journey is Real. We talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. Today, my guest is Renee Murata. Hopefully, I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> and we're going to be talking transformational leadership, leading with purpose and passion. Thank you for coming on today, Renee. Thank you, CJ, for having me. I appreciate it. How did transformational leadership become a passion of yours? Because that's kind of a unique one. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that because um, I've been asked that question a little bit um, um, recently. And when you sent me this, I was like, how did I get into this? <laughs> it really started. Hmm, it really started because. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, when I, I, first of all, my whole world has always been math, physics, kind of in that masculine world, right? Um, I'm six foot tall. I'm a really tall woman. Um, I, uh, so I've always been kind of stood out and yet I was never heard, never acknowledged, never appreciated. Um, I was looked over for promotions. Women really struggled with having me around because they, they would see this, you know, this tall, intelligent woman and be immediately daunted by, you know, me and I'm so scary. Um, those of you who can't see me, I'm really scary. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> but I'm with you. I'm almost six foot tall and it's the yeah, same thing. It's, it's like a torch in my hand. Call me lady liberally. I am right here. I'm not going right. to you. I'm here to encourage you. <laughs> I just, I just want to help people. So, you know, so it was really, um, I struggled a lot with, with being able to move forward in any capacity, right? Whether I was in school, whether I was in work, but it didn't really matter. So um, I worked for, uh, in all of my years, I only had one boss that I really truly loved. He was wonderful. He, he knew he was not a good communicator. And um, so he had all these communication books and he was an electrical engineer. Um, and we had just a great rapport and I learned real early that I could communicate with different people from different settings, different backgrounds. It didn't matter. I speak multiple languages, so maybe that's part of it. Part of it, I think, is also not having been heard for so many years that I just really focused on listening to people, right? So I ended up starting my own business in the gas and oil realm. And the big one, yeah. especially females, that, that's a huge leap. Yes. So I started, I, well, I worked there for a couple of years and then I started a consulting business there. I still have that business. And I was approached by somebody actually in the um, health and wellness realm asking me if I would mentor her. And I thought, I can't mentor you. I don't know anything about your world. Um, so it was really kind of interesting that she approached me um, from this gas and oil realm to help her with her wellness center. And so that's really kind of how I, I started. I started realizing that I, I express things differently. I express things in a way that makes sense to people. Again, I think that all of those years of not being heard and imagining how I can say things differently and people would notice. And, you know, I think all of that coupled with the fact that I do do speak multiple languages. I've traveled around the world, so I've seen different cultures. Really, it gives me a way to um, talk to people 
that really allows them to understand what it is that I'm saying. So that was how that got started. <laughs> you kind of literally and literally, literally and figuratively. See, I cannot talk this morning. <laughs> literally and figuratively speak their language in some cases. And Correct. And we're able to Correct. relate to them on different levels and connect with them on a different level. And that's good because that'll let somebody know that you're at least trying to understand them. Correct. Yeah. And so then the transformational part, right, is, is I trans, I literally transformed myself from being a um, not heard, not seen, not understood kind of person into a business leader and now a coach, right? I've transformed from um, being very depressed. I went through um, severe depression. I was um, a Me Too survivor, um, bullied all through high school, you know, um, so I, I traveled those journeys and um, have come out of it on the other side. I now do, you know, a variety of different types of things to help women and men, actually, I work with men too, but primarily women to really um, step fully into who they are in a way that is a sacred divine kind of energy as opposed to that negative distorted kind of energy that we see so much of. <laughs> well, and when you grow up being kind of bullied or picked on or you know something like that, I get it. I, I've been this- yep for a very long time and when you grow faster than the boys you tend to get railed um girls yeah. don't be around you because they're intimidated by you boys don't want to be around you because you're taller than half of them right and so you know i get it um yeah a lot of times what that puts forward that people don't understand is it puts forward a very self-conscious yep attitude um i grew too fast multiple times yep. and so a lot of times i ended up with floods because my pants would grow too fast than my legs. I'm very long legged and they would yep. grow fast. So like when pedal pushers came out and stuff like that, I refused to wear them. I'm like, no, I've already, I want long <laughs> leg jeans. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, I get it. Um, yeah. What was, you mentioned a couple of different things. One of them was struggling right. with depression. And like I said, I get it. Cause you get self-conscious, you, you think, you know, when you're that tall, that fast, you kind of hunch down a little bit and kind of mm -hmm. try to blend in with everybody else. You're not the cute little cheerleader. Yes. You're not, you know, whatever. I was an athlete. So, you know, I was able to handle a lot of things um, that way. And that's where I got, you know, some respect from people. But it's like, other than that, when we go to parties and stuff, I would kind of hunch down and yep. not seem quite so tall to yeah. so the guys would kind of notice me and still come talk to me or I'd stay sitting down the entire time. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you get really self-conscious. So when you jump into different worlds, like business worlds in particular, or male dominated worlds, which is where I live most of my life as well, you kind of have to you get a tough skin but you kind of are also self-conscious because you are not male this is really exactly not your world but it is um one of those jobs was a catastrophe adjuster so i worked with roofers not only was i a female in a male job but i'm dealing with roofers which are a tough crowd and yeah. so it's like you have to kind of bow up and be your tall self otherwise you will get plowed over 
Right. And so it took me a while to reach that point within the jobs that I worked at. I thought, you know, I'm actually doing just as well, if not better than some of the guys in these jobs. And mm -hmm. that's where I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I don't care what they say. So what was that one defining moment for you? Because you mentioned the depression and everything. What, what was that one shift moment? So for me, well, there were two, three, three things that occurred and they occurred sequentially. One was um, that with the depression coming out of it was around my kids. It was, it was all because of the kids. My, my son was 18 months old and he couldn't understand why mommy was laying on the sofa crying all the time and, and um, barely capable of getting up to feed him, let alone, you know, be a mother. And um, so, so it was something, something he said one day, you know, mommy cry, why mommy cry kind of got me up and got me moving. So that happened. And then um, my father, who was my very best friend, he passed away 15 years ago, um, next month, actually. And um, in January, we were like co-conspirators. So yeah. again, we, are we like in the same? I think we're probably sisters from another lifetime. That's what I'm thinking, <laughs> because we have a lot of similarity going on. Yeah. So, um, so that was when my dad passed away. That was a really defining moment for me because he was um, such a compassionate person, and he was just he just he knew everybody's names he knew their wives names their husbands names the kids names he knew where they studied he knew, you know he just remembered things he connected with people people loved my father and so um when i lost him um i i'm the oldest so i really had to kind of step into that role in my family um and then we moved we moved from southern oregon to northern california and i had a boss who absolutely i can tell you the day and the time um it was june 29th 2009 at 9:37 a.m that i made the decision that i was no longer going to be treated the way i was treated and um it was that i got off that phone call and just was shaking uh, and that was the point. It took me six months to start my own business, but that's when I started my business with the intent to lead in a different manner than what I had witnessed and observed and been, um, you know, victim of for so many years in so many different um, areas. And I just thought there's got to be a different way of leadership. There has to be one that combines integrity, combines compassion, combine, combines empowerment, you know, one that they treat people with respect always, no matter what. Now, I will be the first to say that I have made my mistakes, right? At the same time, I actively work towards that kind of leadership. And when I'm upset with somebody, I will send my marketing director a note and say, okay, Janet, read this. Did I take all of the anger out of my message? Did I take all my frustration out of that message? You know, um, and so I actively started working towards moving and and developing a way to help other women also be able to lead that way. Because like you said, when we're tall 
and we stand out in any way, shape or form, we tend to move into that man suit. I'm going to say it that way, right? We wore that man suit for a while. We're aggressive and domineering. I didn't want to be that either. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's I played the small mental, role. It's almost like a mental game that you kind of it is. Yourself to give yourself permission yep. to, to step into that world. You kind of, kind of have, you kind of feel like you have to, the thing is I've learned that you really don't. And, um, so, you know, I, I realized that what was happening is I was in the distorted feminine and then the distorted masculine. And I really wanted to be in that sacred, divine, positive energy, both the masculine and the feminine. We all have that element inside of us. And so I wanted to, to be able to run my business that way. And so when that woman asked me if I would mentor her, I think it's because she saw that. And it took me, it took me a while to realize that that was different, mm -hmm. right? It was different and not the norm, even though I had actively sought to create something different. So that's, that's yeah. kind of how it all came to be for me. One of the jobs I was in, I ended up being a supervisor and all the other supervisors on staff were male other than me. And I saw how they ran stuff. It was almost as if the others were below them. And it, it kind of drove me crazy because I'm like, do you not remember the position you were in before? You know, you were in their shoes. What are you doing? So what I did was I went to each person who had a station and I said, what do you need to make sure that your station is run properly? Because right. I want my shift to be the best shift out there in order to do that. I need to make sure that my people are taken care of. Exactly. Not only did they become very loyal, um, <clears throat> their performance on my shifts went way up. Yep. <clears throat> and then the other thing that happened is people from other shifts started coming to me. Yeah. And when I was going, why are they going to her? I don't understand. I said, because I actually listen to them and care and make sure that they have what they need. Are you doing that? Yep. Or are you staying in your chair behind your desk? Right. That's how it works. And so when you lead that way, it makes a huge difference in the lives around you because then they know I've always gone with the phrase, they don't care what you know until they know that you care. You exactly. can be the most intelligent person in the entire building, in the entire company. But if you act that way, they're not yeah. going to care what you, what you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you've taken a lot of what you've learned over the years and you kind of transformed it as we were talking yeah. about transformations into teaching others to do the same. How do you do that? Are there classes, webinars, books? What is there? So a couple of different things, right? Um, I have some, an online course. I have another one about to launch and then I have a, a video course that they can take. Uh, for people that are just really kind of getting into that whole concept of I can lead differently. Then I also have a course that's launching. Um, I, not launch, I'm launching another level of it at in July. So in June, they can come in. And so each, each quarter they can come in and start doing um, that course. It's a year long course. And I take people through a self mastery level first, because they have to understand they've got to release some of their own trauma, some of the things that are keeping them from being in leadership, because you and I both know that happened. You know, if, if you haven't released it, you can't lead. Yeah. 
It then I take down. them into you can't, you can't fly and you can't teach others to fly if you're way exactly. down. Exactly. The next level is really the um, the team dynamics, and so this is what's interesting. If you've worked with men, um, if you have not been in a team setting where you feel that you are an active part of that team, then you need to learn how to be in a team setting and a team dynamic before you can be in a leadership role. And even if you bypass all of that and you're in a leadership role, if you were never um, good at the other pieces, you have to learn those pieces before you're going to be a real leader. And so I have this course, the quantum leadership that um, I'm doing. And I also am doing, um, so yeah, that's my, that's my showcase piece. That's my, the one that I think is, that I love. <laughs> it's, I just love it. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest one where you're taking people from this point yeah. to this point. They can't do anything until they go through that point. They have to go through every level. I, you know, it's, it's how we naturally did it. Mm -hmm. And um, so we can speed that up for people so they don't have to, to spend 30 years going through the trudges and get to get to where they want to be. So, yeah. Awesome. So people who want to find out more about you and your online courses, where can they find you online? Uh, the best way is ReneeMarotta.com, but they can find me LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, um, either under Renee Murata or CEO Essence, because that's the name of the company. And can you so. spell that for those who are listening? The website. So Renee, yep, Renee Murata is R-E-N-E-M-U-R-A-T-A, and CEO Essence is C-E-O-E-S-S-E-N-C-E, -E -E -E. no spaces. Great. So. We have about three to five minutes left. Is there anything you'd like to add? So, you know, compassionate leadership is possible. Mm -hmm. I, it, it really is possible. And, you know, today, sadly, we're seeing not enough of it in throughout the world and in the US. I'm, I'm currently not living in the US, but um, I see what's happening over there. My family's still there. So it is possible. And it really comes from women being nurturers. We're naturally nurturers. So we could step into that more easily than men i am stereotyping and generalizing so please <laughs> please yes, well, yes, hold no. that against me yeah yes, but it's true guys are usually logic forward right and women are usually emotional forward so sometimes exactly. we get ourselves in trouble because of that and sometimes guys get right. themselves in trouble because of just the logic it's when right. you, it's you, that you, marriage of the two when you put the it two really together is. it has a balance you know, especially, yeah. you know, if a married couple realizes that and recognizes that it makes for yeah. a stronger marriage. My husband and I are that way. And it's like, right. we have that balance between, okay, there's some logic in here, but there is some intuition that's with it as well. Mm -hmm. And emotional guidance that needs to be taken into consideration. Yeah, very much so. And it's not just the balance of the masculine feminine, right? It's the balance of that sacred divine mass, that positive I like to use sacred divine just because I, I, it feels good to me, but it is that positive masculine feminine, not the negative because there is, there is that, right? So, so um, that's really, it is possible. It really is possible. And it's, it's easy to learn. It's fun to learn. And, you know, it's, um, yeah. So, well, and it'll make you a better leader it, whether yeah, it and you don't have to be in a leadership position to be a leader. 
No. You can no. be a leader in anything that you do in life. You can volunteer work in your church, you know, in your community center, yep. in wherever you are, you can be a leader. And absolutely, if, if you there's have a, that balance. Well, there's a difference between being a leader and being a manager. And I think that's where some people forget, right? They assume they're in a management role that makes them a leader is that's not the case. And they, they think that they can't be a leader because they're not a manager and that's not the case either. So you're right. You can, it doesn't matter. You know, leadership comes from within. Mm -hmm. It comes from within. And there's sure. a natural progression. You can be in the bottom rung of the ladder in the company, but if you are a leader, naturally you will start yep. to grow up because people will notice that and people absolutely want you to be over them and it's like it's not because they want you can be there's a difference between being a dictator and being a leader yep. when you're a leader people want you to help them because they know that you are helping them to be a better person and a better leader as well because you inspire and empower mm -hmm. definitely very much so well, thank you for coming on today, Renee, and sharing art and sharing your passion. It was a unique passion, but I loved a lot of what you were saying when we were emailing. And I'm like, no, I, I need her on here. <laughs> and now I know why, because we were like sisters from like generations ago. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, when I come to Texas and visit my daughter, I'll have to um, come to Serenity Acres and check it out. Definitely. Let me know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll sort it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure um, it out. But thank you for coming on today. Thanks and for having me. Interested in learning more about Renee or her leadership talents and her leadership abilities and learning about transformational leadership, you can find her at www.renemurata.com. And thank you guys for listening to The Journey is Real. We talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. I'm CJ Peterson of cjpetersonwrites.com. Until next time.